It used to be so natural to talk about forever. But used to be's don't count anymore. They just lay on the floor till we sweep them away. Baby, I remember all the things you taught me. I learned how to laugh and I learned how to cry. Well, I learned how to love and I learned how to lie. So you think I could learn how to tell you goodbye. You don't bring me flowers anymore. Well, you'd think I could learn how to tell you goodbye. You don't say you need me. And you don't sing me love songs. You don't bring me flowers anymore. <laughs> Thank you. I wasn't quite expecting that. Um, there's another song, but I won't sing this one. But I wonder if... I'm not going to fill the morning with songs, but I wonder if with that first one you can recognize the link with the words of the second one. Um, I think I would have sung uh, uh, Warren's song that he had played uh, until then. Uh, that's the name of the song. Uh, if it was pitched a little lower, uh, I won't sing this one because the original singer sings it a lot higher than I sing. But the words go like this used to think that life was sweet. Anyone know it already? Used to think we were so complete. I can't believe you throw it away. Used to feel we had it made. Used to feel we could sail away. Can you imagine how I feel today? Well, it seems a long time ago. You were the lonely one. Now it comes to letting go. You are the only one. Do you know what you've done? It's so funny how we don't talk anymore. It's so funny why we don't talk anymore. But I ain't losing sleep I, and I ain't counting sheep. It's so funny how we don't talk anymore. Well, it really doesn't matter to me. I guess your leaving was meant to be. It's down to you now. You want to be free. Well, I hope you know which way to go. You're on your own again. Don't come crying to me when you're the lonely one. Remember what you've done. It's so funny. We don't talk anymore. It's so funny why we don't talk anymore, but I ain't losing sleep, and I ain't counting sheep. It's so funny how we don't talk anymore. Can anyone catch the connection? Talking. 
talking it used to be so natural to talk about forever but used to be's don't count anymore they lay on the floor till we sweep them away it's so funny that we don't talk anymore god made us to commune with him to talk with him i believe that he made us to talk with each other as well it started off well adam and eve in the garden but then something happened didn't it they they decided to to make a decision and and we were talking about uh, this in uh, the teens group a bit earlier about what is sin and, and sin is is anything that i do where i think i know better than god and adam and eve thought that they knew better than god's instruction but god still came out after them do you think god knew what they had done yes god knew what they had done God knew that they would be there hiding away but God still came out. Why? Because he wanted to talk with them. Hi. Adam. Eve. Where are you? Uh we're hiding behind a bush. Why? Um because we realized that we're naked. God still wanted to talk with Adam and Eve even though they made mistakes same kind of attitude with their eldest son they came to to Cain and Abel and uh, one day we'll we'll look at the story i think is fascinating but Cain and Abel god came to Cain god came and talked with Cain and maybe it's our experience that we we would love to to have that kind of open conversation like that you can hear me now uh, with god and and that's been interrupted uh, at least in in part but god came and spoke with cain he he warned cain about his attitude god came to talk with cain because god wants to talk with us god came to cain and he said why are you angry Why is your face downcast? If you did what is right, would you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must master it. God came and spoke with Cain. God spoke with Noah. Don't worry, I'm not going to go through the whole book. of the bible all of the stories but god spoke with noah and god told noah look this is the plan this is what i want you to do and noah got on with it god came to to um abraham as well before he got his name changed and god came to him and he said look i i'd like you to to move your whole family everything that you own i i want you to go from this place and i want you to go to another place um the thing is i won't tell you quite where it is yet but just head in that direction how many of us would be ready to listen to that voice if god came and called us to leave what we're doing to head in that direction and god'll tell us when we're there when we're there but god 
wants to talk with us. And I think that God wants us to talk with each other. It's good to talk. It used to be so natural to talk about forever. It's so funny how we don't talk anymore. Our first of our verses in um, our scripture, um, I find it interesting. Maybe maybe we know it. Uh, we had it in the, the New Living Translation there, uh, which says, let's settle this. But uh, how, how maybe have we learned that verse um, in, a, in a different translation before? What, what's the words? Come, let us reason together. There's a King James Version. Maybe some of us are more familiar with that. Come, let us reason together. God wanting us to come to him. There's the direction of travel, us to come to him. Why? Because he wants to talk it through. What does he want to talk through? It's the same with Adam and Eve, wasn't it? He wants to talk through things with them. Although they've made mistakes, God says, I want to talk about it. I want to talk it through. It's the same with Cain as well. He was about to follow through the actions that he was wrestling with in his mind. And God came and wants to talk with him. Wants to talk it through. Come, let us reason together. Let us settle this. Settle the matter, it says in the New International Version. I quite like the the contemporary English version. Has it translated a bit more dynamically? I, the Lord, invite you to come and talk it over. I like that. God inviting us to come. I want to talk with you. I want to talk it through. But how many of us have to have those words go through our head? So funny. We don't talk anymore very much. With God. Problems are caused or even perceived when we don't talk with people. So often we conjure up things in our minds that simply aren't true. And we, we find that they aren't true if we talked to people. It's so funny that we don't talk anymore. It used to be so natural to talk about forever. I can't help but think of the words of those songs and think about if that is what can happen between a a couple in a relationship. Is it possible that that can happen in our relationship with God? And maybe just as bad, is it possible that that can happen in our relationship with other believers? That we don't talk anymore. I sit on a um, uh, St. Albans City Council um, health and well-being forum. And uh, I remember sitting in in one of these meetings, there's a number of councillors that uh, are there, and um, they they just started sharing about how just recently in the main chambers with all the councillors there, 
uh, they got onto the whole subject of loneliness and realizing, you know, it was a bit of a, a buzz thing uh, recently about the whole problem of loneliness and so on. And it, it strikes me how, why, why is it that people are lonely? Is it anything to do with this, that people don't talk anymore? We, we can live in a neighborhood and there, there are people around us. We can come to church maybe and there are people around us but maybe we can still be lonely. We give the smile and we say, hello, how are you? Yes, I'm fine, but you're not. So funny. We don't talk anymore. I wonder as well, with people getting older and living longer, getting older, but living longer, and uh, just being more and more isolated, we're dealing with this whole loneliness thing, we, we seem to, in our society, get more and more cut off with the way that we live our lives. Maybe there's this whole uh, stranger danger thing, and so we're more reluctant to let our kids play outside or, or go further and further away from the home. So suddenly everything's shrinking and shrinking. And then I, I constantly read figures, I don't know what it is nowadays, but uh, the number of public houses that are, are closing every week just because people don't go out anymore. You know, maybe it's because uh, I'm not advocating that anyone should take up drinking but uh, just for a, a social need, but people can get what they want uh, at the supermarket at an off-license and they drink at home. There's no need to go out to the public house anymore. There's no need, well, maybe we still go out and watch a big film on a big screen and maybe some people go to a theatre and so on, but maybe not as much as people used to. Why? Because we could even have one of these, either a projector or a whacking great big, what is it now, 30, 40, 50, 60, oh, I think, I'm sure I saw an 80 or 90 inch screen in one shot, thousands of pounds, huge. There's no need to go out. There's no need to socialize. There's no need to talk anymore. I, uh, because of the meeting that, uh, or rather the, the forum that I'm on in, at St. Albans Council, um, I got invited to a meeting that uh, they had in St. Albans and then I kind of invited myself uh, onto the equivalent because I kind of got my foot in the door. Uh, it was talking about community work and so on um, and for decorum. So we actually met this last uh, week and um, I, I was in a room and mainly with people working in, in the care work. And I found it very interesting and it's not directly my work but I, it was just an opportunity for me to rub shoulders with other people and, and hear stories and kind of get a flavor of, of what the community is like. But it struck me in decorum as, as well, it was decorum's the council where, where Hamill Hempstead is, for decorum as well as St Albans and apparently in Hartsmere as well they had a meeting there, the same kind of problems. We, we outsource our care work now. We, we expect that someone else will look after that person. Someone else will do that, even when it comes to family members. So funny that we don't talk anymore.
even with family. I was uh, visiting someone this week. She had her daughter, her only daughter, uh, visiting. And she is in her mid-90s. She had previously talked to me about uh, her prospective funeral arrangements. And while her daughter was around, her daughter lives in Canada, her daughter came over and, and was visiting and was only going to pop in and see her. She hasn't been over for five years. She was just going to pop in and see her as part of her couple of weeks of being in, in, in England until her mum said, look, I'd like for you to stay a bit longer and, and come and stay with me. I know, so I don't want to force a point, I know that they do talk. I've helped this older lady get onto uh, to, uh, Skype and uh, be able to communicate with her, her daughter, and she does do a few times a week. So they are talking, but there was still this kind of disconnect. I just can't help but think how we just outsource care to other people. And that kind of attitude and approach just gets lived out in the way that we do or don't talk with people anymore. There's a film. Um, I'm not advocating it as such. Um, there's some good bits and bad bits in it, um, maybe some disturbing uh, uh, inferences as well. Uh, it's a film with um, Clint Eastwood. It's a more recent film, not one of his old ones, the cowboy ones. It's called Gran Torino, somewhat based around this car that he's got and his interaction with his immigrant neighbours. Now, there's a lot of kind of politically incorrect um, words and stuff, references that are used. And this man, Clint Eastwood, um, Mac Mick, I can't remember his character's name, but uh, he, he somehow develops this relationship with this boy from next door who incidentally had tried to steal his lovely Gran Torino. And, and this awkward relationship, it, it's a kind of bizarre kind of thing that goes on, but it's all built because they are talking together. And then that's juxtaposed through the film with this man in, man's interaction with his own children, or at least inaction, interaction with his own children. He didn't really talk with his own kids anymore, but... He built this relationship with this boy next door. In fact, it goes to a point where, oh no, I'm not going to spoil it too much in case you want to, to watch the film Gran Torino, but it's an interesting thing. But my point of reference is he built this relationship that he didn't have with his own kids with this boy next door because they talked. They talked. So funny. Uh, we don't talk 
anymore. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus talks about uh, settling things with our accusers. And I don't have time and we don't really want to open that up too much, but it really struck me as I read through that verse thinking, oh, is this about talking? Is this about interaction? I realized actually the story where it says settle up with your accusers, it's because you're actually in the wrong. So settle up before they rightly accuse you of something and you end up in prison. Talk to people. Talk together, even when there's difficult things to talk through. Even with like our, our children's story, uh, Paco and his, his father. Talk together. Talk more than just hi, hello. Jesus, later on in Matthew chapter 5, says about our interaction with other people, even when they're mean and unkind towards us, when they're demanding of us. Jesus says, what? What's the list? Turn the other cheek. What's the other references? Give your coat as well as your shirt. Walk the extra mile. Talk with people. Jesus finishes by saying share in a way of giving or lending. We don't get to share if we don't talk with people. God wants to talk with us. He wanted to talk with Adam and Eve at the beginning of time. And throughout the Bible stories, we see this interaction where God wants to talk with us. But is it a matter of it's so funny how we don't talk with God anymore or even just as bad it's so funny how we don't talk with other believers anymore as I kind of sum up this line of thinking just direct your thoughts to Revelation chapter 3 it's at the end of a sequence of, of different churches. And uh, certainly we, we understand that there was a, a direct and an inferred uh, application here. Uh, there and then and the later on. We're living in the later on. So we, we recognize through a bit of other uh, prophetic application that this church period of time, the, the church of Laodicea, seems as though that's talking about the time now. So what do we know about the church of Laodicea? It says that they are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold. Have you heard this? Anyone heard this reference before? They're neither hot nor cold. And, and God, uh, through uh, uh, John, is, is saying, you make me sick. Your lukewarmness makes me sick. It goes on to say that, that these people think that they have need of nothing. They think, well, it's all right, uh, someone else will talk to someone else. Someone else will share their faith with, with my neighbors. Someone else will tell the people that I work with or study with about God. I have need of nothing, and I don't think that I really want to talk with them. It's so funny. We don't talk 
anymore. The Lord says to the people of this time, this Laodicean church, that actually you think that you're all right. You think that you don't have any problems, but actually you are wretched, miserable, poor, naked and blind. That's quite a rebuke. It's so funny. We don't talk anymore. How will we grow and how will other people know if we don't talk and tell them about Jesus? Jesus, it says in verse 20, staying there in Revelation chapter 3. Nathan, 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 just to sort of apply a uh, Big Bang Theory reference for those people that watch that program. I can't stand it. My kids are well into it. If you don't know what I mean, you're not really missing much. That's my opinion. But knocking, knocking, knocking at the door, calling, calling out to us. Jesus is calling out to us. Why is he calling out? Because he wants to talk with us. He wants that interaction and he wants us to interact with each other. Nathan, Nathan, Nathan. God is standing at the door knocking. But maybe I've got the tally on too loud. and I can't hear him talking to me anymore. It's why it says in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus' own words When the end of time comes, there'll be some people that say, but Lord, Lord, didn't I play an instrument? Didn't I take up the the, the offering? Didn't I help out? Didn't I do a reading? Didn't I preach? And what's Jesus' reply? Didn't know you. We didn't talk anymore. There is another song, and I finish with these words. It's by a group I'm supposing not many people uh, might listen to them. Uh, It doesn't matter who it is so much as they they managed to persuade uh, Stephen Hawking uh, to do the voiceover bit. Now, obviously, Stephen Hawking didn't use his own voice. He has this computerized voice, and, and they managed to, to get him to, to allow himself to, to do this voiceover bit. And surprisingly, or oh, maybe not because I'm telling the story about keeping talking, the song is called Keep Talking. And it starts with a, a different kind of a worldview in the words that it starts with, but with this voice, this computerized, synthesized voice of Stephen Hawking. It says, For millions of years, mankind lived just like animals. Then something happened which unleashed the power of our imagination. We learned to talk. And then the singer comes in with these repeated lines and comments. Uh, this kind of wrestling of, I, I, I want to talk, but then I don't know whether I can talk, and, and this is happening, and this interaction, and so on, this struggling. But then it finishes with these words, again from this synthesized voice of Stephen Hawking. It doesn't have to be like this. All we need to do is make sure 
we keep talking. God wants to talk with us. And I believe that God wants us to talk with each other and to talk with people who haven't heard the good news about Jesus yet. Let's keep talking. Father in heaven, we thank you that you created us, but you didn't leave us alone. You want to talk with us. We thank you for your availability, but we apologize where we have been so busy in our lives, we don't stop long enough to listen. But Lord, also you gave us the ability to talk and communicate with each other. Lord, would you help us that we can talk together as fellow believers and seek ways of encouraging each other, that we may have the boldness to talk to other people about the good news of Jesus and how much you love them. So Lord, help us that we may be able to talk together with you and with others, and we will bring glory and praise to your name. Amen.